This is Out Westeros, a podcast from The Outline about theories about the TV show Game of Thrones. I'm Jeremy Gordon. I'm Casey Johnston. And I'm Josh Topolsky. Let's get into some analysis. It's been a year. Uh, a year ago, we were doing uh, Out West, a podcast about the show Westworld. Um, but now Westworld is not coming back for a very long time. So uh, we've all come here together to do uh, the first of what will hopefully be multiple podcasts about the show Game of Thrones because, you know, not to stereotype too much about nerd culture, but I feel that if you listen to this podcast about Westworld, there is a 1,000% uh, chance that you also watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay, for the, hold on. For the record, you, you said 1,000%? 1,000%. But in the document that Jeremy prepared for this, and by the way, kudos to Jeremy for preparing a document. I think that's a big deal. Preparing a document is very important. Huge, so. huge importance. But um, the... He he put how many zeros are in the in the number? Uh, it's like seems... 10, ten or twelve. Yeah, count, count the zeros. I don't think mm. it, I'm just saying it's way zeros. more than a thousand percent. Chance. But heavy overlap, I think, is the message we're going for here. The suggestion is that if you like Westworld, you're probably watching Game of Thrones. I would personally be shocked if there is a single Westworld, ardent Westworld fan who likes Westworld enough to listen to a podcast who's also not watching Game of Thrones. That's a good point. If you're out like there, one person. If you're out there, if the you real, are out there, the and you're real overlap to it, is not is not. It's not mapping Westworld onto Game of Thrones. It's mapping people who listen to our podcast about Westworld that's onto right. Game of Thrones. That's and right. That's yes. like well, that's ask, definitely a one to one. But does that mean does that mean that people who watch The Walking Dead? Are most likely no watching. because The Walking Dead sucks, but Game mm -hmm. of Thrones is like. But a it didn't suck until like two cultural. seasons ago. Yeah, but Game of Thrones has stayed good. No, it and sucked it's since after the first episode. The important thing is that we're now doing a a bottle episode of Out West. Out Westeros. Out Westeros. No, it's a, but it's 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 on the back of Out the Out West, West dot dot Eros. dot Eros. Eros, yes. <laughs> About uh, Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones is coming back. Uh, very soon. You know, Eros stems from the uh, Latin for love. I was just about to say that. And I, didn't, so I didn't know that. Westeros really means love west. Is that true? Think about it. Is that I mean, correct? I don't know. It's west plus Eros. West love. West love. Like, okay, so, so love. when does it, when did the show, the show comes back? Season eight. E season eight comes back April 15th. And uh, no, is, is eight? Well, no, it's season seven, part two. No, it's oh, season no, eight, they're, they're part one. season eight, yeah. We're calling it season it's eight. It's two parts. That's you know, crazy. It's two parts, right? Let's not argue. No, it's just one part. One six episode season. No. Yes, that's what? it. Six episodes. Each episode is I more. This each episode was going to be like two sets of six episodes. No, each okay. episode. No one episode, has ever. Each cared episode less is like an hour anything. and a half long. No, that's very important. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, it's like. Okay. It, it's a little more, but yeah, wow. six episodes. Anyways, uh, to to recap uh, where Game of Thrones left off in season seven, uh, to do a, a quick hits. Jon Snow has been uh, formally revealed as the true heir to the Iron Throne as realized by other characters in yeah. the show. This he is based just on his lineage. And the yes, sexiest because he character. Is, to be the sexiest oh character well, John is the John is the son of Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark. Two of the and most sexy know, characters But not only they their died, son, they were formally they married. They were formally married. So previously... Pre Secretly married. Secretly, yes. but formally... Pre yes. Union. Previously, it was thought that he was the bastard of Rhaegar and Lyanna, but now we learn that his pre Rhaegar's previous marriage was annulled by a Septon, and he was secretly married to Lyanna Stark, which makes John the technical true heir to the Iron Throne. We've all been there. Uh, which nobody, which he does not know yet. The only characters who know are Bran Stark, who is a tree wizard now. Uh, <laughs> he's just a tree, is he's that a tree a, wizard. Is that a technical term? He's a tree wizard. He's a, a tree wizard. noodle twister for you. On this I literally don't know enough about the show to know if you're like saying no, I'm not those even words joking. seriously. I mean, he's, no, do they he's, say he's tree not, wizard not, in the book? He's books? not a tree wizard. He's he's part of the tree of. Uh, he's a wizard who learned from a tree wizard, which makes him a tree anybody, wizard. I don't think anybody calls he him literally a met. He literally learned how to tell the future from a guy who was fused into a tree. Okay, <laughs> so all, he's learned. He's a junior tree wizard. Can I ask a question though? It's, yes. And this is a serious. Yes. I think it gets the serious intellectual. The heart of of Game of Thrones. You said that their marriage was annulled by a Septon, the, yes. and then they were married by a Septon. Yes. But in the world of Game of Thrones, we're now learning there's a new religion, a single god religion. That That's always been true. That's no, there's always, always been, been two religions. No. The yes, the, there's always the, been two religions. The Lord, of Light. the Lord of the Light. The Lord of Light is a new religion. It's like Jesus. Are you kidding in me? The, Lord of Light was introduced in season two. No, but I'm saying 
in the world of oh, in the world of, of that no, it's era, been around. it's been around for a while. Yeah, but it was just floating around like some weird cult. No, it's, now, newer, another... it's newer than the old gods. It's, it's, well, they it's been around. Well, they recognize the acts of a septon from the old religion yeah, with the seven different so. gods. For sure. How many gods are there? Seven. Seven. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I mean, it's like you it's the same so? thing. It's like does the. Yeah, you know, like, does a rabbi recognize a divorce that was conducted by a Catholic priest? Yes. Uh, do they? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I'm not. An, I'm not a religious... John is the true heir to the Iron Throne, but does not know it yet. But it's just a matter of time until someone informs him. But, you know, Jon Snow's character is like, they're going to inform him, and he's going to be like, I refuse this. It's not... Uh, I well, can't that'll, be... That'll this this honor can't be bestowed it. upon me. I'm too stoic and Ned Starkish. Theon Greyjoy, who My does character. not have a penis uh, <laughs> anymore. No, if you don't I, remember, I think, does he not have a penis or does he not have? Balls? No, they cut off his dick. Everything's gone. They cut off his dick. Everything yeah, gone. reek, reek, as I like to think of him. But yeah. now he's coming back. So now he is going to rescue his sister Yara from yeah. his uncle Euron on the Iron Islands, I believe. And he's finally reclaiming some of his like past pride because he, uh, you know, after a multi-season arc of just <laughs> torture tortured. and yeah. depression, <laughs> horrible. arc of him being castrated. Uh, Although, isn't the last we saw of him in this previous season that he was like jumping off the boat? Like, no, no because no. so that happens in the second episode, but then the final okay. in, the, in, in the final episode of the last season, he commandeers a crew of Ironborn yeah, to he go rescue like a, Yara, no, and gets, one of them is like, you know, we don't a follow crew you. Who presumably get, no, don't know he doesn't have a dick. No, because. Here's no. the thing, because then they get into a fight with him, and the guy uh, first punches him, but you know he just takes the punch because he's a badass. And then yeah. uh, punches the guy him in the dick. No, no, no. Because no, the Ironborn knees Theon in the dick, and it produces no effect. And Theon yeah. just looks and at him, and then Theon goes ballistic. Okay. No, it's like it's like it's like in like the Terminator movies, like somebody punches the Terminator in the jaw, and it's like, oh, that's a really good like big biker hit. Mm-hmm. And then the Terminator doesn't care because his jaw is made of titanium Theon or whatever. Theon has no dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the yeah. ultimate point is that Theon has no yeah. penis or no, balls. Re- he has no dick or balls. Theon so has re- no dick yeah, or balls. So, you, uh, so the thing is like no, ma- no amount of need him in the in the. Dick I, don't, exactly. I actually don't exactly. know the science behind that. I feel like maybe you could. I mean, could we're not going to get into it right now. But like if, you, if you happen to broken. if you happen to be a medical doctor who knows whether or not there's a phantom, please, please phantom us. dick and balls hit. Uh, yeah, whether please, the nerve endings are us. still sort of there. Um, I feel like, I feel like the, it would still hurt. <laughs> Even if you didn't have a penis to be to be like need in the. I mean, again, if someone region, knows this for sure, like please let us know. Um, I mean, but, like a woman would know. Yeah, yeah, but it's bodies are built differently. That's well, very saying. different. Yeah. Very still, different. There's not a um, penis there, but it still hurts, right? I'm not an expert. Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> this, please edit this. I'm not uh, edit so all of the uh, <laughs> all us. of Bran is a tree wizard, as we've uh, discussed. The Tyrells are all dead. They've all been killed either in the explosion in the Red Keep that yeah, right. Cersei did at the end of season six, or they were marched on by the Lannister army after they because they allied with Daenerys last season, but then they got caught flat-footed by the Lannister army. So now all the Tyrells are dead, yeah. and their gold has been taken. The by matriarch the of the family was killed with poison by yes. Jamie Lannister. She killed herself. Well, she drank she, the poison. He, he, he gave her the option of drinking the poison to not be a bloody death, and, and then she, and then she, she was like, "Oh, by the way." Like, Son. She's like, That's by the way, I killed right. Joffrey. Yeah, that fucking rolled. That very good. And he was like, how dare uh, you? Littlefinger is dead by Arya Stark's hand in Winterfell. Also Although, that was there the is best. a theory. There is a theory that Littlefinger is still alive. What? What's what? the theory? Sorry, what? Because, because, Why? because there's a scene in that episode or the episode before where uh, Littlefinger is filmed in the shadows speaking to a woman and he gives her a coin and whispers something into her ear. So there is a theory that he was speaking to a faceless man or woman as known by Arya's no. people and oh, told this fa- and gave okay. someone the oh gave God. someone the iron coin of Bravos to mm. the faceless woman to pose as him. And this actually this out. actually brings me to the ultimate what he I was, was actually so... going to say is the ultimate question about this season of Game of Thrones. Yes. You've brought us there so brilliantly. Which is like, is there anything really left to and to surprise us? There's so much left There's to much. surprise us, I, as we I will get into to, later with the theories. Later, but, I tried yes. to say this to Jeremy, where I was like, I feel like everything's like sort of worked out, but it's like all that There's all that has worked out is sort of who everyone is now. We know who everyone is, yes. but like yeah. how the power struggles are going to play out is not yes. is not clear. There's no new characters know. to be revealed. Finally, oh, you don't think there's any new position. characters in this? Season? Absolutely not. I think Everybody there's knows. there's likely winners. There's like sort of what are what are betting terms like? Mm. Not over under. There's like favored odds, favorite, favored favorites. Yeah. Like uh, odds on favorites. The, the uh, bunt money line. So to, to to finish uh finish the recap, uh all of the armies agreed to go fight the the White Walkers to go north. Uh 
you know, John, Daenerys, the Lannisters, Bron, the Hound, Brienne. Well, John, Gendry. Daenerys. The Lannisters? Are... I thought the Lannisters so were hang, like, no, let's uh, uh, no, right. let me, I will finish, yeah. finish explaining. Okay. Wow. So they all technically agreed to go up in north. This room right now. They all agreed to go up north to fight the wa- White Walkers, but then Cersei revealed to Jaime that she is in fact planning to sit her army out and uh, choose to hire a group of sellswords to fight whoever the survivors are. Uh, after so she's the gonna. Great War. So she's gonna be like, I'm gonna let the the. I'm gonna fight this. I'm gonna let the undead the Daenerys, kill all yeah. the people, and then I'm gonna show up at the end of it and take out whoever's left. Yes. But does she not do the calculation that the the, the undead will still be there? Well, she's just, she's dumb. That's the thing. Is she is dumb? She's not. I mean, there's a there's a fantastic very... moment in season three where uh, Tywin Lannister returns to the city to assume his role as hand of the king and. He talks down to her, and she goes like, "You know, why are you so mad at me, or whatever?" And he says something like, "You know, because you're not as clever as you think you are." And it's just rendered in the most devastating put down, where she mm-hmm. realizes that she is, in fact, not as clever as she thinks she is. Mm-hmm. Well, that has been true. Whole, her plans have gone really badly, horribly. I mean, like, there's all even her kids are dead. There's even she a part blow of up the, her one dude. There's a part of the in the books in season in the the fourth book, which is after she assumes like the more power after she assumes power after Tywin is killed where various remarks on like how Cersei's incompetence has actually expedited his plans to, you know, install Daenerys on the throne because she's in fact so historically she makes these terrible decisions born out of pride and impulse that just like are just awful, short sighted. Uh so all the armies are gonna go north, Cersei's gonna betray them, and then Jamie finally had a schism with her. This is the first meaningful break with her in the entire show where he said, because now Jamie Lannister is an honorable knight, and he says, I cannot abide by this. I am going to go north with my forces to join the army to fight uh, the White Walkers. And yeah. he threatens, she threatens to kill him, but then he's like, you know, if you're gonna kill me, kill me. And no, she I walks mean, off. Jamie's like, he's already, got the, he's already got the metal hand. Mm-hmm. He's like, what else can you take from well, him? Well, Jamie has really developed the most out of any of the characters of the show. I mean, in season one, he's just a full-out villain. More than Arya? He's a straight villain. More than Arya? Yeah, because Arya was always good, and now she's just become complicated. Jamie, in the first good, season... Though? I think she's gone In evil. the first season one? She's, uh, like, good, but she's just gained she's skills to, like, 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 to like affect her goodness I don't think world. she's bad. She's like, just uh, out of fucked up. Jamie, has, Jamie has made Jamie's, the most, like, sort of moral transition. Jamie was a flat villain in season one, and now he is doing the honorable thing in order I mean, to, he like, did abide ultimately, by... I mean, Jamie did ultimately spark this entire thing. Yeah. It's Jamie. No, it's Littlefinger is the no. real. Pl- yeah, yeah. No, he pushed the fucking. But that does. That's not what sparks it. What sparks it is because John Aaron, the former hand of the king, is murdered, uh, leading Robert Baratheon to ask Ned Stark to become the hand of the king in his stead. But Littlefinger is the one who initiated the plans to have John Aaron murdered, hoping that it would lead to all these like cas- this cascading scene of events to cause turmoil. Littlefinger only did it because he was like really into he's power Ned Stark's wife. wife. Yes, he's power hungry because he's the man who has started with nothing and thus wants to gain everything. The best character, do we all agree Varys is the best character on no. the show? Tyrion. No. Tyrion. Not. Tyrion is yes. the best. Tyrion Lannister? So, so for, for the listeners, he's... I am in the middle of a rewatch of the show. I'm in the, about the end of season four. Uh, Tyrion, like on rewatch, uh, you know, I've learned about what's, uh, what characters I've skipped. I skip most of the Theon scenes at this point because at this point he's just getting tortured and it's just miserable. I, I mean, love it. I love we're talking about like full scenes of just like shit getting driven under his fingernails and it's just unpleasant. You, uh, you I didn't sk- enjoy that? <laughs> I skip half the Daenerys scenes. This is just a lot of boring shit. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, like anything with Grey Worm and Miss Sandy and like just not love, good. Love Grey Worm. Jorah, Jorah, Mor- or Jorah Mormon just being like a little lovesick puppy. I mean it's just not that interesting to me. Yeah. Tyrion though fantastic stuff. Peter Tyrion, Dinklage. He just, he just gets the best lines. I don't think he's actually the best character. Yeah no he's the best character because he's the most he's the only reason you even partially kind of root for the Lannisters early on because like Tyrion is like you know if, if the Lannisters lose Tyrion's gonna die. I feel like and he I don't has a lot Tyrion of internal pathos as a character but yes. I don't feel like he has like super relevance to like the bigger plot. Alright so uh, so where are we now in the Game of Thrones universe. So all of the armies are marching north as far as we know. Uh, Cersei is plotting her thing in secret. So now it's just a question of what's going to happen. I personally have not really watched the trailers or analyzed them because I want uh, to be surprised as fully as possible. But, uh, I mean, the, the real question of the show in Game of Thrones is, uh, is, there, is it going to be a happy ending or is it going to be a sad ending? Because one of the novel things about 
the show and part of the reason why it garnered so much popularity as both a book series and as is a TV show is that it skirts so many of the tropes of fantasy, most uh, notably exemplified in the first season when Ned Stark, who is the uh, to this to date the only unambiguous heroic straight male white character on the show to date. That's it. Uh, or no, sorry, John, not the only the only John the other Snow one is not? the other one is John Snow. Uh, but he's but Ned Stark and which what is why John other, is such. What about the other Stark who got killed? Rob. I mean, he fucks up a bunch. I mean, that's like why he gets killed is because it's he like he, loves. he breaks his vows. Yeah. So John is the only character who is as ambigu- unambiguously good as Ned, which is why he's such an important character to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Ned Stark gets killed because of his own naivete and his own goodness, a theme that is marked remarked on several times throughout the show, where characters are like, you know, well, Ned Stark was like this, and like that's why he no longer has a head. Too many scruples. <laughs> so yeah, like he was like too good. So part of the and you know this is also it's constantly exemplified throughout the whole show, like the Red Wedding, and probably. You know, one of the most, still one of the most devastating scenes ever rendered uh, in a popular TV show, where all of the heroic, righteous characters just get brutally murdered by the evilest characters, and it's just a horrible scene to watch. You know, I, lo- I loved it. Honestly, I thought it was so. Oberon, Oberon Motel, the most charming character. Ugh. Handsome. Wait, who and is that? Killing Oberyn, Oberyn, Oberyn was Martell, a fucking crime. The Prince of Dorne in season four, who gets murdered by the mountain. And had the most beautiful their- have- relationship with uh, Omar- Steve Martell? Hmm? His yeah. wife. Uh, a bastard, Alaria Sand. Alaria Sand. I don't remember yeah. that character at all. What, it, what was his deal? He's the he prince like of. A, he's the he prince like of. He's the roguish, dad, like, he's the fighter guy. guy. He's the, he the rose. Prince of Dorne. Oh, he had the rose uh, armor. Uh, maybe I'm gonna chat. Put a photo. Is he, that a, I don't is he remember, a part but... of the Terrell family? No, he's a prince of Dorne. Oh, you're thinking of Loras. Yes, I'm thinking of Loras. Loras was also bi. Uh, Loras is gay. gay. Oh, gay, straight up gay. Uh, but Oberyn gets murdered by the mountain. It's I don't like remember. I don't remember Oberyn being. It's incredibly popular. Wait, is he we the guy? Is he the guy? He's got like a mustache. Yes. <gasps> oh, he, he like smashes his face. Yes. Oh, that's the worst. Wow, so for the show's for, been around. I've been well, around okay. for a while. So to respond to yeah, your to your conception yes. of this show, are you done? Are you done? Sort yeah. of like laying. Are you done, Jeremy? See, my yeah. well, I'm, I just don't want to cut you off. Yeah. But like the only way, like I watched, I, I have a specific memory of watching like the first two or three episodes of this show where, um, like, uh, someone's horse gets killed, and someone's uh wolf dire wolf runs away it's very brutally emotional and the only way that I could continue with the show was to conceive of it in my like I had to reassign a framework to it where it's like this is like a nature show like Blue Planet or some such where it's like the violent or the violent such. predator always wins like well, you can't root for like the little gazelle because like the cheetah's gonna catch it and kill it and like you just have to expect that dynamic otherwise you're gonna be disappointed and devastated all of the time yeah, it's a constant theme throughout the show. I mean, re, uh, there's a scene in episode, uh, in there's a scene in season four where Arya and the Hound come across a farmer who decides to give them shelter and a meal for a night, and the Hound ends up decking the guy and stealing his money. Yeah. And Arya loses her mind because at this point you you've begun to believe that the Hound may be kind of a decent guy underneath all of his villainy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like he, you know, he just robs this guy straight up, and Arya screams at him. No, it's like, and the Hound gives a, you know, gives her monologue. He's like, "This man is weak. He will not survive the war. He's too trusting, and I'm going to take his money before someone else does." Right. And then later on, like several seasons later, I think in season seven or season six, we return to the scene at that farm, and the man and his daughter, like it's an abandoned home, and like. I don't know if their dead bodies are shown, but it's very clear that whoever used to live there, who we know are these characters, are just gone now. And so they did, in fact, not survive it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I get it. Survival of the fittest and all that. And I think you're right about the nature sort of documentary Mm -hmm. style of it. But that's not the only thing going on. Because there are like these supernatural forces. I mean, that, that was only that was only, that was only a way of thinking about it in a way that I was not going to be so continually disappointed and torn up by by the dynamic of it. Yes. Like that's been the overarching dynamic. But so, I think it's a good point. Is like, is that dynamic going to win out, or is something finally like sort of good going to happen where the good the quote unquote good guys so win the unamb- by the, virtue uh, of right. being the good. unambiguously good answer? Like if, if like the most ideal good form that uh, the thing that would happen is all the characters who we like will survive, which is to say, John, Tyrion, Daenerys, uh, you know, varies and Mormont, like, you know, a lot of those characters, like Bran, Arya, uh, and the characters who are evil, which is to say, the White Walkers and, uh, 
maybe a little bit of Melisandre, the mountain. Uh, I mean, are the White Walkers evil? Cersei, yes, the White Walkers. I mean, do we evil. know that for a fact? We don't know for a fact, but it's. I mean, maybe they're a cleansing. You I mean, know, that's. A, that's I mean, maybe a, the people of Josh. I had to break it to you. That's a theory. Okay, but Gansler. I'm as a person who hasn't read any theories. Let me just say, <laughs> maybe the people of Westeros are evil, and the White Walkers are a cleansing this is a theory, a cleansing, uh, cleansing force. Yeah, which is just to say that in the best case, at least as the story has been presented us thus far, best case scenario is that all the good characters live and all the bad characters die. However, because we I've been watching the show, we know that's not going to happen. It's just <laughs> inevitable that some of our favorite characters are going to die uh, because of the way that their story has been set up thus far. And just like for the hell of it, I mean, so much bad stuff just continues to happen, even as the tide, we think the tides have turned. Uh, you know, rewatching the show, it's really a push and pull between like, great stuff happening like Joffrey dies and it's wonderful yeah, and then six great. episodes later uh, you know Oberon dies and he's a fan favorite character and it's just terrible and he dies of stupidity and he dies of like uh, he dies of his own hubris and it's just a horrible thing to watch you gotta so. wonder um, you know I think back to the uh, Richard Matheson story I Am Legend and I don't know how much you've I don't know if anybody's uh, read the know, original I story I've read the original story but I've seen the Will Smith adaptation. That's not a good that's not a good well, uh, version. Good. I disagree. I think no, it's, it's great. But the but the at the end of sorry, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't read I Am Legend. At the end of it it really is like you're like the thing that you that everybody thought was normal, the person who was like the living person is the monster who's killing all of the like the vampires. Oh, that's really good actually. Interesting. Yeah. No, that the person who's left, the last man is actually the the horror, the horror to all of the new race, the new breed of things that have come after him. Mm -hmm. And so he thinks he's like fighting the forces of evil. And yet the forces of evil are the things that are actually like going like, you're now the scary story that we tell to our children at night. And I wonder if like, there isn't an, an opportunity or a possibility that the white walkers are actually like, you're the evil entity in the world, and we're the the part of this that's like mm, the I don't next think thing. not just not just specifically you are the evil entity, but specifically the ruling powers, uh, because all these kings and queens who just cause so much turmoil. I don't mm, I don't think that's very political. I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's an impossible scenario. I do think it's unlikely, just because people would be so mad. I don't think. Can you yeah, imagine I how mad people would be? I think ultimately. I don't think George R. R. Martin would assign that much depth to that side also, just to make like a sociopolitical point. The final scene of the show was the the guy who's the main White Walker guy. Does he have the a Night name? King. The Night King. That's the it. Night King. Can you imagine if the end of the show was the Night King taking the Iron Throne? And that's like the final scene. So the one thing I will say is that uh, I think the, car the the TV show has deviated from the books a little bit, but they're still f theoretically following the same arc. And if you've read the books like I have, there is a clear oh, sense. Wow. Okay. There is a clear off. sense in book five that the moral forces are finally tipping towards the good. So season three, which concludes with, uh, book three, which concludes with. Uh, I think or halfway through it's the red wedding and then Joffrey dies. Like, see, book three is pretty dark, but then after that things begin to tip towards the more positive thing. Like it's slight, but you mm. can tell that George R. R. Martin is ultimately building towards a redemptive like moment for the Starks. How that will end, I'm not sure. But well, I, I think the Starks are they're owed a. The Starks are the good guys. They're I mean, I the think the Starks are owed a kind of like. I mean, they've been shit on. They've been shit on. They've been shit on for like the entire show. Mm -hmm. I mean, starting with Ned Stark's death. I mean, mm -hmm. he's or in prison and all. thrown out of the tower. I, I mean, literally, first... it's been like the Stark. But the Starks are also representative of like these people who are like um, stubbornly the good. Midwesterners of the show. Well, they're like we're, we believe in like true north or whatever like there's north remembers oh my god but you know north what i'm saying remembers. like yeah. yeah they're like very good and everybody else is kind of like scheming mm -hmm. and they're getting shit that's on why Ned does. by the schemers mm -hmm. like little fingers just chilling uh so that's Until the final episode of this so season, or as, the, as or the we final. know as we know in the show there has been this ongoing prophecy about the prince who was promised who is who also may be uh, Azor Ahai, the hero of the the Lord of Light. What? Uh, and as the, <laughs> so, Josh's wow. confusion is endemic to a common problem in Game of Thrones, which is that there is a so much intersecting lore and things that have the same. Like it's the, the same fucking, story. Do you think the Lord of Light's gonna be a person? It's the same. No, but it's no. It's his champion. It's what like if the Lord Joffrey of Light comes champion. back. He's like an angelic Joffrey. So this theory is that wow. there, there, the whole show, Melisandre has been telling the story of the Lord, the Prince, the the Azor Ahai, who the hero who is meant to repel the great. Evil, who are the White Walkers? Yeah. But it's been up for debate who it actually yeah, is. Yeah, Melisandre. We can't let's let's all think about her character arc. She was um a shadow that like um killed. She's done some fucked up shit. She was like, a shadow that killed someone in their tent. 
Yeah, she's uh, done some like screwed up shit. But okay, I'm going to quote from the Game of Thrones uh, Wikipedia right that's now. That's unfortunate. Uh, According to the prophecy recounted by Melisandre, Azor Ahai, after a long summer, Azor Ahai will be reborn amidst smoke and salt, wielding the flaming sword Lightbringer to defend the world from Rulor's, that's the name of a god, Rulor's nemesis, the other. While Melisandre is certain Stannis Baratheon is Azor Ahai, others are not so sure. So the competing theories is that this ultimate hero is Daenerys, who has like the dragons and the fire on her side. There's the other smoke and salt theories that it's Jon Snow because he is, you know, the he is both he's both of the lineage of the Targaryens and Reek? the Starks, which is just to say he is the Song of Ice and Fire that yeah. the mm-hmm. show takes yeah. its uh, okay. name from. Yeah. So one theory uh, about but which n- is nothing just, about Theon at all. <laughs> I mean. Theon is like That's Theon's my, th- gonna my die. theory is that Theon is that he's going to be the king. Theon is going to die for sure. Theon is going to rescue his sister, maybe, and he's going. Theon to die. will die in like a like, brave sacrifice. His thing is, yeah, he's rede- it's a redemptive. So. He's no, going Theon's to redeem his cowardice. And no, he's, he's like C three PO. He's going to stick around. No, he's no, going to die. He, Theon, not. Theon is the C three PO of the series, and he's man has wow, dick. We should he's put money on this. C three PO also has no penis, and guess what? He's just fucking humming around in the background. Josh, you got me there. Hanging out. Okay, anyhow, uh, many of these sorry. characters are. So wait, so wait. Who is the so to to that to the point that you're making? Who is the most likely ascendant to the throne? See, I think in my mind, the most likely and most boring answer or outcome is that Jon Snow wins it all and ascends the throne. Um, Daenerys may or may not die. I think there's a possibility she will contest his right to the throne. In a way that oh. she might, she might die. I think that's my that's my bet. I think that would be the most boring outcome, and be a little disappointed if that's actually what happens, and so, if it's that straightforward. So part of that is that, yeah, I mean, it's it's the most boring outcome because he is both the song. He's the song of ice and fire, right? Uh, it's he, very literal, and he is the only character on the entire in the entire series who has not wanted to be king at any step. Mm-hmm. He did not want to be Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. He did not want to be King of the North, but at both times he was declared that because of his own natural leadership and ability to inspire men and women. Yeah. So it would thematically fit that he would be elevated to this position, uh, not by choice. He like accidentally is king, basically. Or, or like, you know, Daenerys dies, his... like all the other claims And Daenerys is actually the opposite in the sense that she's always like, I should be the liberator. I'm going to be... Everyone I'm, the air, sin- I'm the Every single the person, throne. Stannis, Cersei, Joffrey, yeah. uh, Renly, Rob, uh, oh, yeah, you know, Renly. everybody, they all believe that they have this real claim to being the king and John is what the about only Gendry? one who's What about Gendry? Right, we'll discuss that. You want to talk about how this is, this is, It's up? like the, the Reddit thread is like pretty good. So, like so the theory is pretty good. Okay. But, but, but uh, so Laura has a theory that I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Which is like you remember a couple of seasons ago, they're like all men must die, mm-hmm. and people are like, oh wow, like everyone dies. Valar Margulis. Yeah, Valar Margulis. Mm-hmm. All men must die. But what is it? All men must, all die, must die. But die. like, there's well, some... Valar Daharis is the all men must live. No, it's something like on, only. Some uh, he speaks men Dothraki, so it just... no, that's uh, Valyrian. I'm sorry. Yeah, Josh. No, it, 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 all men must serve. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, all men must serve. All men must die. All men must serve. Those are the two binaries. Okay, but, the two but if genders. you take it a little bit more. <laughs> If you take it more literally, which is Laura, Laura's theory, and this is, again, not mine, um, is that the literal take is all the men. It's like the age of women is going to happen and that the age of men is dying. Well, another thing to remember is that John died, mm-hmm. right? He yeah. died already. Yeah. He was brought back. Twice. No, just once. once. Formerly, he died like for real. What He's about dead. when he was in the ice? Uh, he just like he was asleep, just snoozing. He got pulled out at the last second. I don't. I just think he was like, or he claws his way. To, I so think you think he, he only died once. He's what? He was only. He was only like formally in a di- he was formally dead. Just once. Yes. Of okay. death right. once. He was presumed dead. Remember, remember what bullshit that was? They were like, "John Snow is dead." And you're like, "Oh my god!" Well, hilariously, that's how the most recent book that uh, George R. R. Martin published, which be- was published before Game of Thrones season one aired, it ends with John getting stabbed and being left for dead in the cell. So technically, if you're a reader of the books, we have been on an eight year cliffhanger of finding out whether or not <laughs> oh, John so, Snow. So that's the cliffhanger <laughs> that ends the final book. He has not, the that's. Up. 
So you don't know, like, what if he fucking writes the follow-up and it's like, oh yeah, Justice is actually dead. No, I think they pair along. They, they, there's some differences, but I think the broad arc is like. Yeah, if I were George same. R. Martin, I'd be like, look, whatever they're doing on the show, I'd switch it up at this point. George is like, fuck it. I would make some other outcome. So, so, which is to say that like the most conventional fantasy ending is John, the good, the most pure-hearted, you know, white male straight character, just like ascending to the the throne. Classic white cis male just taking over. But but because but because the show it's like it's like Cersei and Daenerys. But because the show is so because the show is so constantly subversive in terms of like uh, pivoting away from those expectations, that by far is the best evidence to think that that will not be the case because it is what what it's what makes sense. And to date, nothing on Game of Thrones that has happened is like the thing that makes sense. You know. Well. Like things, things, things happen as a result of direct actions in the plot, but there's no natural inertia in terms of like the morality that common commonly follows like uh, other fantasy things. Like watching Lord of the Rings, like even from the beginning of watching Lord of the Rings, you know they're going to beat Sauron. Like even I had never read watched read Lord of the Rings when I saw that when I first started watching those movies, and they're like you know they're going to get to Mountain Doom. Like it's just classic fantasy well, stuff. But it would be yes, but I know it... they lose they lose stuff along the way. But like nobody like who's the most consequential character who actually dies in Lord of the Rings? Boromir, you know, and like. Who cares about Boromir? Is like Gandalf he, dies, he, but he, he goes back. Dwarf? He comes back to Boromir life. The, is he a dwarf? No. Oh my god. That's Bor- what is Boromir? It's Sean Bean. He's a Ned Stark. Josh. Remember? Oh. Yeah. What is he? Just a human? You're yeah, he's a human who's corrupt. Who's temporarily Boromir. corrupted by the I'm sorry, rain. I haven't, but then seen, he, I haven't seen the movie in like oh my god, ten years. Josh. Hold on. Like, <laughs> okay. Let's just pause this. We can't do the podcast any longer. Hold on. Because I forgot uh, who Boromir was. So I think but every... But Game of Thrones is a response to that. Yes, exactly. Which is why the argument is that John will not be the which king. Which is why the fucking Night King is going to sit on the throne at the end of the series. I don't know about that. I think another so another theory that is good, which is to say that uh, at the end of the show, there will be no king, no monarch, and may they even, Westeros may like a have a democracy. Oh, really? Because like all the monarchs... I mean, because that just, worked out so well. So many of these themes have been about, like, you know, the king who's willing to impinge their will. And the people, I mean, one of the themes of the show is that the people are constantly uh, written off. You know, they're no, if you if you ever meet a character who's not a king or a, a lord or a soldier, anyone who's just a common person, they either end up dead or just, like, you know, hanging out in, like, the, you know, in an inn, like Hot Pie. Remember Hot Pie? Arya's oh, little, yeah, Hot Pie. Arya's, you know, little, little pal. Yeah, he he's just, he, he's survived this entire show just because his most consequential narrative arc is i'm gonna cook in this inn in the middle of the woods you know everyone else just dies and like well, you so, know it's weird but it's interesting like hot pie is alive hmm? he's, he's alive. eating he's I mean, definitely, a valuable he's definitely he eating cook. he's a great cook yeah he's a great cook and like he's just chilling out mm-hmm. so maybe it's better to be hot pie than to be aria it's a, i think that is uh what would you rather do josh would you rather chill out and in making pies or would you become a murderous crazy person the second one sounds more interesting. i mean that's actually sounds kind of tight yeah, you can be, like, pretend like, to be everybody if i could like do the like, face thing where i'm like you're like oh you think that i'm this person killing you but i'm actually this person that would be a very cool move that would be pretty cool okay. um all right so, so i mean i don't know it's, uh, <laughs> another thing i was gonna bring up is like um yeah please well, how do you guys feel about you know coming to the end of Game of Thrones? I mean, I feel I've purely enjoyed the show. Mm. I am. There's been a lot of like ups and downs. Certainly, I mean, I think we all season seven because they kind of ran out of time and space to communicate the full arc. Uh, it's truncated in a way that the other scenes are not. I mean, one of the most notable things watching the early seasons is how many scenes there are that are just pure characterization, just people talking and like dialogue, and like, you're getting deeper into the characters. But season seven is really just stuff happening. Like everything is just like oh, shit yeah. happening. People traverse long distances. Long in distances. Like, I, think, of 10 I think minutes. a big. I think a big sort of um, trepidation I have about the show is that like the last, like in my recent memory of the show is that it feels like moving chess pieces around a board in a way that like sometimes it's like how did this person get here so fast and other times it's like why are they not getting there faster and it's just like this is not what I want to be thinking well, about in a, yeah. in a TV it's interesting, show. It's interesting because they in the earlier seasons there are these little hints where they kind of subvert the geography and like this character just pops up in this place much faster than you think he would but it's more notable then like it actually throws you off because you think like oh how could this person show up here but then the answer is that like that's just what the story necessitated but now by season seven like it's just happening constantly where just like they're moving around so often so fast that you don't even register that aside from like you know it's they're, they're moving fast you know like for example uh, we have the scene where season seven uh, where the band of brothers go 
goes out and beyond the wall in order to find a white walker to bring back to Cersei uh, to show her that the threat is real. They find themselves stranded and surrounded by an army, uh, and Gendry gets free, and he runs back to the wall to send a raven down to Dragonstone to tell Daenerys that they're being held captive. So somehow, in what is portrayed as literally overnight, like they go to sleep and then they yeah. wake up, as what is portrayed in a span of 12 hours, they a raven somehow flies halfway around the world to get this message to Daenerys, who yeah, then, like, who then uh, flies on a dragon and gets there in like 12 hours. No, it's it's, like, it's like, like the north and the south couldn't be further apart, literally. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like it's like it's like uh, the North Pole. Would to you the say south. like North America? I mean, it literally to south used to America? take. Well, no, it I mean, literally used to take multiple that. episodes to reach like anywhere. And now I it's mean, just on like the other hand, maybe. Of course, maybe we're maybe we think that's what it is, but on their maps, it's like. I mean, the maps. Like there are maps. Well, I'm but it's like, like, it could I'm be like Toronto like, and like Florida. In no, the earlier true. seasons, there used to be a lot more sort of like actually interesting. You could some some may argue that this part of the show was boring, but like a lot more. To me, interesting digressions about like sort of the meaning of power and like who has it and why you want it and like how do you get it and all of this stuff. And now it's just like, okay, that's all settled. And now we're just going to like do all of the logistics that let those dynamics play out without really examining them any further. And it's just sort of like waiting for waiting, like waiting for the spoils to come out of all of the the math of the situation. No, I agree. It's it's a lot less nuanced. Yeah. It's like. It's like, oh, now the fatigued a little bit. Yeah, it's like it's like Daenerys is here, but now she's up here. She's got the dragon. And it's like, okay, now we're just in well, action. A, a similar analogy that I'd make is: uh, Have either of you read the uh, the Dark Tower books by Stephen King? No, I read the first. 25% of the first So it's book. a similar dynamic to Game of Thrones. Receiving King, I think, publishes the first book of the series and like the late I'm someone's going to correct me on this so please don't be bad. So sometimes in the yeah, 80s or the ni- sometimes in the this. 70s or the 80s Stephen King publishes his first book. He takes 20 years to publish the first book, uh, the first four books and then goes like a 10 year span without publishing a new one. But then Stephen King has a near death experience and he almost dies and he realizes I need to finish this. So he finishes the remaining three books in like 4 years. Uh so the qual- the quality of the final three books of the Dark Tower series are not as wait good. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. He had a near-death experience. He, almost, he got hit by a car and no, almost died. That, that's when he did the other Dark Tower books? That's why what prompted him to finish it. That was in like um, 2001 or Yeah, something. so these books finished. These books concluded like 15 years ago. But so the point did, is like- He did the first book and then nothing the, else? No, he did the first four books over a span of like 15, 20 years, then took like a 10-year break between uh, book f- like four and five. And then finished the final three in four years, uh, and it was a similar thing where the quality went down. Okay, so book <laughs> book one is published in 1982. Book four is published in 1997. Then there's a a six year break where he doesn't publish anything, but that's and then everything is published in a span of two years because of his near death experience. Yeah. So it's not quite as addressed. I mean, it's like similar. Yeah, so what you're saying, I think what you're saying is we need George R. R. Martin to like be having near death experience. I don't want George R. R. Martin to die. My point is that no, if no, you're, I, I don't if want you're a long time, but I'm saying, but if you're death. if you're a long term uh, Game of Thrones reader or fan, you are aware that we don't know how it ends, and I think part of it is just wanting to find out how it ends, even no matter. I mean, part of it, the hope is that Jory finishes the books and we get like the fullest version of whatever it is supposed to be. But like, as just a, a you know, a, a capitalist horror wants to find out who wants to know what uh, know what happens. You gotta get that book. Yeah, and I mean, you read all the books, so yeah, I mean, books. you're you're unique among us here in this room mm-hmm. in that nobody has stuck it out the way you have, mm-hmm. and I've yet you've also the watched the show. Yeah, Twice. I also watched the show. Do you feel disappointed Twice. by the show, though? Honestly, I think the show's better, and this is, a, this is a thing that Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire fans may be reluctant to admit because the books, the show strips out a lot in the sa- in this for the sake of expediency, but I think they strip out the right things, uh, and I think it's ultimately made a better viewing experience. I mean, the fucked up thing is that for as much uh, as as complicated as the show has got, it has literally cut out multiple full storylines in the book. Uh, just just cut them out entirely, not even acknowledge that it was uh, close to the thing. They couldn't be that important. So in the book, I mean, no, I mean they're important. Like in the book, Catelyn Stark is revived, and at the after she dies, book three concludes with Catelyn what? Stark. Cat, book three concludes with Catelyn Stark being revived by the Brotherhood of Banners, and she embarks on a murderous anti Lannister spree that is still taking place, oh. and she's revived this, as Lady Stoneheart, this murderous. Oh, Lady Stoneheart, I've read about this. Yes, or for example, there's another plot line with. Uh, 
you know how Rhaegar had two children with Elia Martell, and they were both murdered by the Mountain. Uh, one of those sons is uh, one of those children was named Aegon, Aegon Targaryen, a new uh, Targaryen heir. And there's a plot line in the fifth book where this person claiming to be the secret Targaryen heir is uh, pops up because it turns out that he was supposedly rescued by a soldier during the war and mm. has been spirited away to Essos. It was just all just to say, like George, I mean, part of the reason why Martin hasn't finished the books is because instead of narrowing down the focus as the series goes on to resolve existing plot lines he just keeps on introducing new shit and that which the show has done a good job at stripping out because it's like by the time we get to season five like we should not be introducing new characters who have never been referenced once so far because one of the things that the game of thrones the show has done very well is kind of weaving in subtly dropping hints early on about characters who exist and then they come in you know whether or not it's the iron brink of bravos or Giron Greyjoy or uh just any you know even the martell family is that the uncle yeah, that's the uncle yes, murderous, he's, he's but Johnny Deppish uncle. Sucks. Which is just to say that they've done a very he's got bad personal <laughs> style, and he also they've done a sucks. very good job at hinting at the char- the existence of these characters, and then introduce. And by the time they introduce them, you have somewhat of a framework for who they are, as opposed to just like here's a new here's someone who've never mentioned whatsoever, right? Just, and like but that's know, what the books do. They just books do that constantly, yeah, and it's just cool. like miserable. I mean, All it's right. great, but it's also miserable. All right, listen, I don't want to be the uh, I don't want to be a killjoy, but we should probably get to some theories. Okay, so now we're going to dive into the Game of Thrones Reddit and check out some of our favorite theories. This is a theory from uh, user King Gareth uh, called Bran is the key to beating the Night King. Bran is clearly central to how the Night King is defeated. It has been building up for nearly the entire show. I just hope it isn't a cheesy payoff. Think about the previous Blood Raven, who is the th- the Three Eyed King, the Tree oh, Wizard, the guy who's in the tree. Yes, the White Walkers could not enter his cave until Bran was touched. How did this work? Maybe Bran simply wargs into the Night King. Maybe he is able to t- uh, take control of Viserion, who is the dead dragon who has been revived. I'm not sure, but Bran is key to the final season's plot. Hmm. I mean. I think it's probable. I mean, there, there's an ongoing theory that Bran Brand's himself so is the Night King. The idea of Brand's working so into Viserion is like good. Because there's this. Because as we as we realize, as we've been found out, is that Bran is now capable of going back in time to change events that happened in the past. Why with would Bran be the Night on the King? Present. I don't know. There's there's theories. Yeah, that's a theory. What's the theory? There's theories. No, but I like, forget what they are. No, but what are they? The guy in the tree. That Bran goes back into. That he like. Like the origin of the Night King is that he was a human. Yes, uh, who was turned tied, by the first man tied to a tree. No, something? he was a, no the Night King. Stabbed. Yeah, he, he was he was a first man. He was a man who was tied to a tree by the children of the forest. And uh, what, and who are the children of the forest? Just these little tree wizard. Oh, we don't really know. little elves. Yeah, have they uh, shown them? Oh yeah, we've yeah, shown them constantly. We've constantly. Seen, yeah, I've seen them a handful times. of times. Season How four. Many episodes? Like at least four. So they're like elves, yeah, or, little elves, uh, little like wood sprites. They're like t- they're like a Tinkerbell. Okay, so listen kind to of. this. Uh, That's so annoying. It's such a fucking bullshit MacGuffin. God, I'm not like, going to read the full. No, no, no I'm just saying. Can I just say it's annoying? Is, they're like, oh, the children of the forest. There's some like, weird the... magical creatures. That well, we but never... no, I've seen this theory before that like Bran is somehow the Night King or some yeah, some such that sounds... they're like connected. I, that sounds vaguely familiar to me as well, but I don't know that like how that works. It does uh, because because of his ability to sort of like mentally go back and forth through time. Okay, so to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to read this. I'm, I'm going to read this theory as okay, sketched out on our new sister site, Bustle.com. Wow! Hey, look the, at that. The crux of Synergy. the theory. The crux of the theory is that Brand has been trying to go back in time to stop the White Walkers from existing and failing every time. The theory posits that Brand goes back to see the creation of the Night King and thus the White Walkers in general, and tries to intervene and warg into the man that was turned into the Night King instead of stopping it from happening like he would have hoped. However, he gets stuck in the Night King's body and can't return home as Bran. Thus, Bran is the Night King. He just might not know it yet. This is like some Avengers Endgame situation going on here, but um, I don't we, think Bran is the Night King. What evidence do just, we have of that? It's just I mean, a there's theory. This, it's a theory. I mean, like the thing about Game of Thrones series is that fans are very good at doing deep readings of gestures in the events. Yeah. Like many, you know, because uh, the you know, beautiful thing about having a text is that you can read whatever you want into it. You know, the the uh, we've all we've the all read the Bible. Dead. Um, 
Okay. So Bran is the key to okay. defeating the Night King. I can certainly believe that. I mean, he maybe maybe his the key to Bran defeating the Night King is that he actually is the Night King and realizes it inside of him or whatever. Well, there's, there's this one. <laughs> I, I think I read this on. Yeah. See, uh, the, the Reddit, thing about maybe. Bran, if Bran is the Night King, I'm not sure what difference that makes to anything. Well, he'd have to like wake up inside of the Night King. Well, I read a uh, it, I read a Reddit theory, which is that so as we as we've been learned that there is this massive battle scene of scheduled for season eight between the armies, the living armies and the White Walkers. And it's the most ambitious battle scene they filmed to date. They've all talked about that. And I read one theory that- What did they that, say? They filmed it for like- Like two fif- months. It was like insane. Yeah, just like an like insane that? amount of time. Like and there's one, there's one theory that is uh, part of the reason why it's so complicated is because Bran will be going back into the past to try to change things that happen. So it's constantly going to be changing on the battlefield. Oh. Yeah. That sounds cool. Which is like very complicated. So I, mean, I, I, I'm willing to go along with King Gareth, which is to say that Bran is certainly going to play a part in defeating because uh, the Night King, because he's really only the main character who, to this point, has stayed completely off hands from like the direct combat. Who Bran? Bran, yeah, yeah. Well, because and like the main that's, character. There has also been no real big payoff to his narrative either. Yeah, like just a it's, creepy, it's all been wizard. like sort of like very yeah, self-contained. He's completely, he's completely given up his personhood. Contributed he, nothing to the larger. Arc I mean, there's this. Well, he got, he got Hodor killed. Yeah, but, but, that's, but that still, was like sort of a, a closed. Still, loop the saddest death to date. I rewatched the scene; and it just broke my heart. Really, Hodor? It's the saddest death because he's the most innocent, pure character. But Hodor, uh, Hodor. but he but he holds he, the door. But he's like this is like a replay of something. Yeah, that happened, that's right? because Bran. Because that's when we learn that Bran can affect events in the past. Because as Bran like f- uh, meets Hodor in the past, he like causes him to have like a brain spasm in the in. Uh, yeah, he caused him to have a brain spasm in the past, and then we learn why he beca- that's how he became Hodor, because he saw, like, Bran, like, give him, like, a little fucked up brain somehow. Here's the theory. What about if Hodor becomes king, the king? <sighs> no, he's Hodor's dead. Hodor's dead. dead. We don't know. He's dead as hell. We Is he? Uh, Bran can go back in time, and he Hold can bring him door. back to life. No. I can't Hold find. the door. Very good. I don't- Hold re- the door. Was, was Hodor, did the they door. ever, did they give Hodor any speaking lines before he does Hold the door? When he's he a child, a when bit, he's like a yeah, child, he says like a couple things. Prior he has to another the brain's sad. Well, okay. Let's, all right, let's hit some uh, other Reddit okay. theories. Let's go. Uh, this comes from user OBs. Jamie is going to kill the Night yeah, King. I love this theory. I personally love this theory. Okay, let's hear it. This is purely speculation, but my one prediction is that Jamie Lannister will kill the Night King. Here's why. I think George R. R. Martin is being cheeky by calling Jamie Kingslayer and have it taken as a pejorative term. All along, George R. R. Martin is telling us that Jamie will slay the king. Jamie will successfully redefine that perception of Kingslayer as the noblest term as he will be savior, savior of the realm. That's the story that will be written in the book that details the exploits of the Kingsguard. Jamie has a Valyrian steel sword, so he has the means. He is heading north, so he has the opportunity. The golden hand will somehow be used in, as an advantage, and he will die in the arms of Brienne. Okay. I it's love this theory because re-watching rewa- re- the show, it is constantly remarked upon about how Jamie feels terrible because everybody looks looks down on him for being the Kingslayer, even though, as we learn, he was he killed the king in order to prevent King's Landing from being blown up on this right. crazy man's whims. Right. And they kind of, you know, there is a scene where they're looking at the book of the nodes the deeds of the Kingsguard, and a character's remark, Joffrey rather snarkily remarks on the fact that you haven't done much. And then other characters are like, you know, you have to fill out your exploits. So there's stuff remaining. Mm-hmm. It's been a remarked upon theme that there is stuff left for Jamie to do. And that would be the and George Armand loves playing with expectations of language and like reversing things. And the idea that a like, Kingslayer, which to date has actually been the most pejorative term other than bastard, but like more pejorative than bastard because like people will talk out throughout bastard. It's just like, I am a bastard. Yeah, but, but Kingslayer is the thing that is used to put down Jamie throughout the entire show. Yeah, but it's also like, but it's also like a weird kind of backhanded compliment because it's a put down to him, but he's also like the guy who killed the king. So it's not like a total put down. I mean, there are there no, are so, like, you know, it's, it's like, seen, like no, it's a horrible put down because the, he the Lannisters think it's fucking dope. Like, I mean, people in the Lannister army, no. no? Well, it's like because it's like he broke his oath. I mean, the whole thing about Game of Thrones is like oh, right. it's just this constant theme of like oaths and like and you know duty and honor and like he broke the most sacred oath, which is to protect your king for right. the king's guard. You and can't. So, I mean, the, the 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 idea that his arm somehow plays a part in it is like very like poetic. Well, and he like, tries to grab like like yeah, the yeah, king yeah. tries to grab his hand and change it. Right, and, and it's like it's, like, it's fucking metal. Like metal. Oh right. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. good. That's no, really right, good. He can't. He can't like do that. the. I mean, that's like very. I love that. Romantic and poetic. This is like like Jamie. 
which means like grand chain. So, so one of the debates is whether or not the fight with I think the fight with the White Walkers will happen earlier, as opposed, and then like the uh, the fight with Cersei or whoever's left will come later. So you're gonna, they're going to take out the White Walkers, and then they're going to be cool. And then the rest of no, but then the huh. rest of it will be like the remaining army is like fighting amongst themselves. Huh. So I think because, yeah, like, I because, feel like no, I feel I'm like it's going to be like the White Walkers going to wipe not. everybody out, and it's going to be like an actual fight to the death. Well, I think death. The, I think the White Walkers are going to wipe out many people for sure. But then like we're going to see like, and you know, there's six episodes left. So my my theory is like you know, White Walker War is like episode two or three, and then like, many characters die, and the rest of the show is just like shaking out like with whoever's like, like Cersei, like Cersei between army. the Lannisters and the, the Lannisters. So you don't think it's going to be a build to the the huge conflagration, the huge fight? I don't. And then everybody dies, and then it's like two episodes of like just picking up the pieces. I don't. Um, so I think Jamie will die wow, okay, fighting. I, I love this theory about Jamie fighting the Night King. It's because good. really, the arm thing is really good. One, yeah. one, yeah. one, really good. one of the tricky things of like Game of Thrones is that like obviously the they've been building up this fight for a long time. But Game of Thrones is not a typical fantasy show. Like the real villains are like like Cersei has given us a thousand more villainous acts than uh, than uh, the Night King. You I know? don't know. I like, it's like they are this banal ice zombie evil. But like you know they haven't. Try to kill their own brother, or just like murder other people constantly. Like it's not personal with the, the with the White Walkers. Like it's just this kind of preordained like force of nature. Yeah, and but thus like right, they're like an existential threat. Yes. Right. Not I mean, like you, a, but the White Walkers could almost be like you could almost think of them as a like a flu, and and Cersei is like a human being who has human wants and yes. desires and, like, and ultimately a human is a better final villain than just like a monster. I don't know, but then also I think there's like something that's actually like really sympathetic about Cersei like I mean yeah maybe she's a dipshit maybe her plans aren't that good but like she's also you know a woman in the world of Game of Thrones which we've seen a lot of which is like they're like I mean very much a mirror of her own world like women are fucking shit on 24-7 in the world of Game of Thrones she walks the walk the the walk of shame 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 yeah yeah I mean but I think also like she was just fucking but also her father is like you're a fucking idiot and her brothers are all like oh you're gonna be the fucking Kingslayer or whatever and she's just like kind of like pushed to the side mm-hmm. she's like forced to marry robert uh robert baratheon who sucks mm-hmm. he sucks i mean yeah, let's be clear he's, king. he's not good yeah. like does anybody think he's a good guy well this uh, the common theme is that he was an he was the greatest warrior but a terrible king I'm ready to seal this in. Jamie is going to kill the Night King. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, let's hit this next theory. This comes from user Rum Whiskey. Yeah. Gendry is the true Lannister heir. I rewatched the first season recently and picked up some cues about Gendry's lineage. When Cersei is comforting Catelyn, who is at Bran's bedside recuperating from his infamous fall from the High Tower, she, mention- she mentions her firstborn, who didn't make it, a little black-haired boy who looked just like Robert. I screamed as they took him away from me. I could never bring myself to visit his crypt. Oh. In a later episode, when Ned Stark goes to visit Gendry for the first time, they talk about what John Aaron asked him. Gendry said he asked about his work initially, but then started asking him about his mother, who she was, what she looked like. His answer was, she died when I was little. She had yellow hair and would sing to me sometimes. My hunch is that Gendry is not Robert Baratheon's bastard. He's the first trueborn son of Cersei and Robert, and that someone, maybe Tywin, hatched a plan to remove baby Gendry to prevent him from sitting on the throne. That way, the Lannister bloodline remains pure and sits on the throne. Wait a second. In the books, this is detailed. Like, I feel like Gendry. Gendry is still Robert's isn't bastard. Varys, in isn't Varys involved in the Gendry situation somehow? Uh, yeah, but like, we, we, as far as we know, he's just like Robert's bastard. I like this. I like this plot. I mean, part of the I mean, part of the. I, I don't. Mad I don't totally character. follow this because it's not clear to me who who is saying what. Who is saying a little black haired boy who looked just like Robert? Cersei. Ice Cream? Cersei. That's Cersei narrating uh, the story of her dead child, Catelyn. Okay, so she had she had a boy. Who she had a boy. Had black he was hair, taken away. Yeah, he was, was like, taken he was like away. Dead they or whatever. Her, they told her yes. that he died. Yes. And then, but it was Gendry and he lived. And then the theory is that someone plotted to have her taken away. Well, so who that... put Gendry, who made Gendry like this, like a uh, fucking... smith? Well, no, no, who made him like the, the squire of like a smith or whatever? Uh, he's, he's just given away to some, you know, given to some person. But he's kept, his people keep an eye on him. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, doesn't Ned Stark go to meet yeah, him? Wasn't yeah, wasn't it Ned yeah. Stark Under, who was yeah. like, who was... Well, so part of the reason why John Aaron, like, John Aaron is killed is because he begins looking into the lineage of Robert Baratheon's children, and he discovers that all of the bastards supposedly have 
dark hair, but all of the, you know, Joffrey, Tommen, and Marcella have blonde hair because they are right. the product of incest and right. not Robert. And that is like part of what sparks the original conflict is John Aaron being murdered for his uh, questioning. It's also interesting that like... And that also, sorry, it was the last thing is that in the first season there is that scene, the montage, where we see all of the black-haired Robert's bastards getting killed by the guards after Robert dies because that is Cersei, you know, giving the, the, giving the order to make sure all the bastards die so none of them have a claim to the throne. But Gendry doesn't have black hair. No, he does have black hair. Does he? <laughs> yes, he has dark hair. It's dark, darkish brown it's black like, hair. Like, it's, it's, like, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like auburn. No, it's, not it's, it's dark. dark. Is it? For sure dark, yes. Yeah. Okay, fine. Okay, so Begendry, maybe, but like, but the thing that supersedes that is that Jon Snow yes. is like interruptive to this whole concept that Robert well, Baratheon is, is, the, yeah. is the actual so king. So also Gendry is not, uh, you know, yeah, he's, he doesn't have any, he doesn't want to be king. He just wants to be a good guy. And this is parallel to, this is parallel to a comment that Ned, something that Robert says to Ned in the first season is like, maybe one day, like, my son and your daughter will marry each other. And he's referring to Joffrey and Sansa, who are originally betrothed to each other. But now that Arya Stark, I mean, one of the things that Arya and Gendry had, like, a little thing for each other. They so did? Yeah, and, like, because they traveled, they're kidnapped together, and they travel on the road a little together. And, like, Arya's younger, but she has, like, obviously has a crush on Gendry just from the way that, like, it plays out. So one of these poetic, these nice poetic things that might not happen because Game of Thrones is miserable, but a nice poetic thing would be that Arya and Gendry end up together in the end, and that is like the, the that is Robert's son and Ned's daughter come together. I mean, in a very unexpected way. I mean, that's very nice, romantic. I mean, Arya's arc is like it's like really, hardcore. It's but really Genji, 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 Genji will no, be Arya the one. No Genji joy. will be the one to chip away at the ice around her heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, Arya from the second that Ned was beheaded, maybe even beforehand. Oh yeah, but she's always a wild, a wild girl. Well, she's like you know, Sansa's child. like a girly girl, and I'm like a tomboy or whatever. But like her life sucks like immediately, and then it does not stop for mm-hmm. like the entire arc of the show. Mm-hmm. The vibe I get from Gendry, and I don't know if there's if there's like sort of established um, information about how George R. R. Martin was approaching this from the beginning if he always had it all perfectly laid out. He did not. But I feel yeah. like I feel like this is like a very book one thing where he was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna like plant the seed of Gendry just in case I need him to like step up in later. Gendry and I feel like everything has worked out so much better that like Gendry is sort of no longer necessary yeah. as there's the like, a pretty, I they were writing pretty, him out of the show there's a pretty big pretty gap in terms of Gendry's appearances where yeah, he they like if season 4 he like reappears he or something. no he's in season 4 because he gets like Melisandre no, that's what I'm saying like he doesn't oh, yeah. make, it, he was, yeah. but he was like a super promising character super yeah. early on and now we have like barely yeah, he heard disappears from him. in seasons 4 and then he comes back in season 7 like out of the blue just to be like right. hey what's up yeah or no he disappears I'm sorry he disappears in season 3 Season three is when he disappears, and then, uh, yeah, Gendry is just like he's like, totally written out. And when he comes back, you're like, oh shit, he's like a badass! He's got a big old hammer. Yeah, there's like, like oh, but the, it's like, it's like, oh my god, Gendry's like actually a thing. But then yeah. it never really can happen. It's like he yeah. shows up at the at the end of the season seven where he's like, oh, I got a hammer now. Or whatever. I think that's I think that theory is plausible that he is a trueborn heir. I don't think it will play any role in terms of like determining who was king. He's a fucking red herring. That's what he is. No, he yeah. is. Gendry's a red herring. I They're mean, like, I don't oh, even go so king. far as a red herring, but just like I think, just a, a seed that was planted, like just in case we need things to play out in such a way, it would be plausible that Gendry could like emerge later on and be like, okay, yes, this makes sense. But now it's like there's sort of better storylines and that, and more importantly, better characters that readers have gotten attached to and viewers have gotten attached to than Gendry. And now really it's like to like I mean, I feel assign, like very to assign more, to... to like bring it all back to him. I think people would be disappointed. <laughs> I think you're giving George R. R. Martin a lot of credit. Like he knew this could happen. Um, That's giving him less I... credit because I'm saying he wasn't planning from the beginning. He was I... just sort of like <sighs> sewing some things and seeing what would work. What would work out? What would people respond to over several books? Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't Gendry. Um, no, that's fair. Okay, I'm gonna lay out some quick hits, okay. and like we should All just right. like spend like no more than like 30 seconds. Definitely, on this is like a five-hour uh, these, these podcast are the, 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 so far. So, mm-hmm. so aside from the Reddit theories, these are a couple of very popular Game of Thrones theories that have been thrown out over the years, and now we're going to see if they culminate. Yeah. Uh, first is the theory of the Clegane Ball, which is the brother Sandor, no question, who is the Hound, and yeah. Gregor Clegane, who is the Mountain, who is now the revived. The Mountain like is like a zombie. He's a there's zombie. no doubt Fucking this is gonna happen. So there's a yeah, no doubt this has to happen. It's like, it's like I, the most like I predict, it's been hinted all the entire I'm show they hate each other. Season uh, sorry, it's season eight, right? Is mm-hmm. that what we're on? 
season eight episode. There's only six episodes. Mm-hmm. Episode. I'm gonna say four. See, I think it's gonna. Whenever Cersei's army clashes with like the like uh, the remaining, so maybe like, a little later. I would four. say five. Yeah. I would say four. five. Well, it's, it will say no, you got to you got to go. Okay, it's four. Or five no, okay, later. episode one is like, where's everybody? Episode two is like the battle is about to happen. Big episode three is it's gonna battle. happen. It's gonna happen. No, no. Episode two is like the battles. It's all coming together. Cersei's like, I'm not gonna be a part of this battle. I'm gonna swoop in, and people are like, oh my god. Season, oh, sorry, episode three, battle. Four aftermath. That's when the hound fucking mountain situation goes down. Mm-hmm. And then five and six, you got to pick up the pieces. Fantastic. Um, That's my theory. Clegane Bull going to happen. Clegane Bull's a bad thing. Uh, another theory is that Tyrion, Tyrion is a secret Targaryen, which is why he is he is the product of the Mad King uh, having sex with Tywin Lannister's wife, which is why he was born as a dwarf, because the Mad King's genes are all fucked up because like, the Targaryens are just like weird. That's why the Targaryen. Why the Targaryen? Why the Targaryen? No, because like because <laughs> wow. it's, like, it's a common theme is that the Targaryens have uh, sex with their siblings because they. Believe that their bloodline needs to be kept pure. right. I agree now, with them. That's right. On. Think it's, like, like, it's like inbreeding. Yeah, it's inbreeding. Okay, here's my theory: Tyrion mo- character most likely to die in this season. I wouldn't say most likely, but I don't. I can see him not. Top of the it list. Out. Everybody loves him. He's the voice of reason. He's sympathetic. I that mean, guy's top fucking of the list out. Is Theon, man. No, yes. Theon, no Theon's, yes. but Theon. Everybody fucking like fuck Theon. But he's still more likely to die. He's not no. as beloved. No, Do you mean of main characters? I, yeah, I think like, like truly main characters. Because, yeah, I think because the I, way that the way that uh, George R. R. Martin pitched like the first book of Game of Thrones is pitched as this is a book. Ulti- this is a series ultimately about five characters: Daenerys Targaryen, Tyrion Lannister, Arya Stark, Jon Snow, and uh, fuck. There's one more. I can't Sansa? remember. Sansa. No, not Sansa. Ned. Oh uh, no, and Bran. Bran. Those are the five characters <laughs> okay, who end up mattering the most. Um, so, okay, but yeah. and this is I think Tyrion. Out, I think Tyrion, amongst every one of those characters you just mentioned, and beyond that, is the most sympathetic character. He's been like abused. Mm, Sansa. John. <laughs> No, I don't think he's the most sympathetic, but he's the most well liked. He's the most likable, yes, for sure. He's, he's the, the best. He's the character sketched. we identify with. No most. one doesn't like Tyrion. Listen, I, but I think that Tyrion is like. He's the most human of all the characters. Like you see the most dimensions of him. He also doesn't have blonde hair like the Lannisters. Okay, but no, he does. But I'm just saying that dude is gonna. He's got. There's gonna be like a very sad death scene with Tyrion in this season. Uh, That's my theory. That's all I'm saying. Okay, last. Okay, Uh, another quick hit is that Daenerys is actually gonna go mad. She is going to follow in the lineage of her uh, father, the Mad King, or and uh, go insane. And somehow this will manifest because, like, throughout the whole show, she has displayed kind of aggressive tendencies. Like she has these characters burnt to death, and she has like she takes a more aggressive tone when it comes to like putting her enemies to death, and they're is like a reading of all these events that says like she is the power is going to tip out of her like she's mm. going to lose control which will then lead to like you know John having to kill her and then become mm. the king or Ooh, that's very like romantic that. I like that where she goes crazy and he has to kill her even though I he's in love I, but it doesn't feel like it tracks that closely with her actual character yeah but I we'll mean see. her character's been pretty like steady yeah. Also, she's, she's still though. she's still quite young in the context of all that has happened. Yeah. Whereas when her dad went crazy, he was slightly oh. older. What was her brother's name? Rhaegar. Rhaegar. Viser- no, yeah. her brother Viserys. Viserys. Viserys yeah. is also Viserys is her older oldest brother. I'd like to see yes, him Viser- come back. That'd be yeah, my dead. favorite he's thing. Is that he just shows up. Uh, no, he can come <laughs> back as a fucking uh, White Walker. He I got guess, yeah. gold. He's in the East. I'm into it. Whatever. They've got a lot of people. You have to swim. They can't uh, swim. Okay. I think those are all. Wait, the- is that true? We don't know that. They can't swim. They can't swim. That's what's protecting Jon Snow and the party and toward the end of the last season is that there's water between them. So they have and why you're on why you're on faints that he's going home because he's right. like fuck it. We live on the islands. Like they're not going to get to us. So like peace. It's a good like, move. But, but then, I mean, if but they can't secretly s- he's pledged to Cersei. But if they can't swim, that's kind of like there's your answer. Yeah. Just get him to water. All you have to do is get them to the water. Yeah, yeah, or dump water on them, which is ironic because no, no, they have no. dragons. No, no, no. I don't what? think that they. I don't think they drown. It's just they can't like get. Well, it out seems of the like water. water might be like like the aliens and uh, 
signs where maybe water touches them and they just like vaporize or like the this Wicked same. Witch of the West. I don't think so. I think it's more like they you get You have on... no idea no, either I have way. somewhat of idea. No one knows. No, <laughs> no one I knows. Like, I think it's like if they're like... Um, All we, we, we know is they won't we touch have, water. We have, we have like a proven pressure. evidence of them not crossing water. Yeah. So like that's as much as we know. But like think about it. If you're just a bunch of bones and you don't know how to swim... You're just going to sit there underwater. I don't think that's the problem. I mean, I think if you need to see more zombie movies because all the zombie movies I've seen, it's like the zombies are always fucked up by water. They like fall underwater and they're still a zombie, but they can't get out of the water because they don't oh, know how to swim. Boy. Well, um, then they would just sink to the bottom and walk across. Just imagine it. Just imagine Like a in zombie. Pirates of the Caribbean. I just want you to imagine a zombie swimming for a second. <laughs> just um, Okay, I think that's all the theories. Yeah, we'll go into the closing. Good, that's a good place. Closing, yeah. I have blacked out for I what will be we such watch. a controversial opinion that <laughs> the zombies can't swim, but fine. So, I will forget. The reason why I am savoring the final season of Game of Thrones is because I think it is the last, at the moment, there's no other kind of monocultural, critically acclaimed, wildly popular show that exists. Game of Thrones is kind of the last one at the moment. That game, like, Walking Dead is very popular, but nobody likes Vander Walking Pump Dead. Rules. Remember rules, yes. But Game of Thrones is a huge, it's an HBO series that is a hugely popular, which is uh, rare. I mean, you know, like The Sopranos had great ratings, but like it's, it's Game of Thrones easily just like out, outpaces mm-hmm. it. Um, and so I am kind and of. Before this, it was like Mad Men, basically. I mean, yeah. And like Mad, it was like Mad Men, Breaking things. Bad. And that mm-hmm. was it. Those are like the two, like Breaking Bad's ratings were very good, but I think Game of Thrones is better. And especially because oh, it's, sure. it's on a more limited channel and it's like fantasy, you know I mean? It's like a dork shit that you, used to be like denigrated for years. So you're saying that you don't think there's anything that like takes the. the I'm saying that I'm looking nothing yet to, to right to now. Yes. Up, yeah, I yeah. mean, there's some. This is uh, going to be. If you're if you're listening to this, you'll know that uh, today is our Game of Thrones day, and we have uh, published multiple engaging articles about uh, the the future of uh, content post Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. But uh, you know, there's Game there's this Amazon Lord of the Rings series that is in development. There's these other no, there's these other down. Game of Thrones Terrible. prequel series Nobody that are in the works that. at HBO. No one wants that. But like, I think those won't be unpopular, but they won't be immediately. They certainly about, won't. You know, it's like, better, it's like best world. It's like it's like Breaking Bad versus uh, Better Call Saul. Like Break. Better Call Saul is like popular and people like it and it's critically acclaimed, but it's not on the same level as Breaking Bad. It's just yeah. to say that like the sequel and the t- and the prequel and the sideshow can be successful, but it's it, it's much harder to like actually. It's not a show. Happen. It's not a show when you find out somebody doesn't watch it, you're like, why not? Oh, you mean yeah. like The Wire? No, oh, that's right. not at all. Like the Wire. Yeah. I mean, The Wire. The Wire is like more like under the radar than that somehow. Well, no, I know. Because like, the, the wire was never a rating set, which is okay. like it's completely developed as a cult thing. Okay, so what's the what's the what is the heir to the Game of Thrones well, throne? That's the question. We'll see. We'll Who see. sits on the Iron Throne when the Iron Throne is vacant? Yeah, huh? exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Think that's about exactly. it. You don't have an answer. You guys don't have a guess. I don't. Is there no. any show that could do it? It's like what's the new Lost, basically. Uh, yes, Game of Thrones is like example. Lost, right? That's another good example. Like Lost, Breaking Bad. Like what are the shows that are like the shows? Well, I mean, we we'll just say, named them all. Yeah, you didn't say you didn't say. But long. there's not. There's not. Well, you just there. gave another example of a theme. So Westworld. Like Westworld just like sucks. So, like I'm sorry. Okay, so like, Westworld's yeah. out. Okay. Yes, Westworld. And like really, out. right now, we'll just see. I mean, like the, you know, the future could hold anything, but right now, it is going to be a is going to be an absence in terms of the landscape. Yeah, maybe it's maybe the leave, OA. It's going to leave a void. <laughs> no, absolutely. You watch it? No, it's very good. Um. Thanks again for listening to Out Westeros. Uh, this was originally conceived as a one-off production, but could extend to a full-season uh, endeavor if we get good feedback. So if you like this, please send us a nice word at outwesteros at theoutline.com. I'm Jeremy Gordon. I'm Casey Johnston. And I'm Josh Topolsky. And remember, the night is dark and full of terrors. 